This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, 29 November in the year of our Lord, 2022, three weeks from uh, the midterm elections and still an absolute uh, range war in Arizona. Cochise County has determined they're not going to certify the election. Katie Hobbs sued them uh, last night. Of course, um, Mojave County, the head of the supervisor, said he was uh, strong armed with uh, being threatened uh, with basically a felony if he did not certify uh, they did finally crater to the muscle of Katie Hobbs and this um, illegitimate regime that's running this state. And it's absolutely a travesty. We're going to have Charlie Kirk at the bottom of the hour. We're going to go through it all in detail. Carrie Lace going to join us in hour two. want to start with, by the way, we got so much going on, but I want to start with uh, signal, not noise about the world's economy and where we're headed. All of this, remember all of the politics, everything we're talking about was in the framework of the world's economy. I've got Steve Cortez here to ride shotgun early in the morning. Cortez, you've talked a lot and we've got a lot to go through, but I want to frame this so right. that the audience can, can, uh, you know, ha- have their mental map. We've talked a lot about this concept of uh, the bond market, how the bond right. market is so important to you. Like people follow stocks. because so that's a, the thing that Dow Jones industrial average, which is really just a indicator almost today of where high tech is. But um, you've made the mar- you've made the point. Hey, the bond market is really what governs your life more than this is a right. massive capital market throughout <clears> the world. The ten-year treasury is where everything. That's basically how the U.S. government finances these massive deficits, right. and that is how uh, that's really the benchmark because it's got the full faith and credit of the United States government and the people in back of it. Full faith and credit is a concept you will hear a lot about. In the coming days ahead, as we go through this lame duck, which Steve and I are going to talk about in detail in a, in a few minutes. But uh, the bond market kind of rules. The 10-year treasury is what drives your credit card, everything. And you you walked down through this, this concept of an inverted yield curve and what it was showing the United States. Now we have a, a global inverted yield curve. I want you to walk That's through right. the concept, why inverted yield curve is important, the bond market, and why now we've got a flashing red light globally about not simply a recession, but what you and I think will be a global depression. That's right, Steve. So listen, the bond market is far more consequential to the lives of vastly more people than is the stock market. To your point, the stock market is more interesting. It's more sort of glamorous and sexy to talk about. But unless you are very wealthy and you own a large percentage of your assets in stocks, most people, interest rates matter far more to their day-to-day lives than the level of stocks. And the bond market right now, and I'll get into the details in a moment here, the bond market is staging a revolt against Joe Biden, but not just Joe Biden, but really against the ruling class regimes of the world, of the U.S., Europe, and China. And again, this is not my opinion. This is borne out by the actual data. And before we show that data, I just want to point out that James Carville, who is a Democratic strategist, and in my opinion, probably the most astute Democratic strategist on their side of the aisle. He remarked way back in the 1990s when Bill Clinton was facing a mini bond market revolt. He said that he wanted to come back when he was reincarnated as a bond trader because he realized, he came to realize how important bond traders are for the world and how much interest rates mean for the world. So right now, the bond market is giving, is providing a massive vote of no confidence. If we can pull up chart number one now, please. This is global bonds. So we've shown hold, hold, this. Hold, hold on. Be, be, sure. be specific here real quickly before we jump into that. When you say vote of no confidence on the business model of not just Joe Biden, but and I want to say how, what's your evidence for that, but then no confidence in the ruling elite in the central banks. What do you mean by that also? So what I mean by that is that the central banks have finally realized, they've finally gotten religion at the problem that they have been a huge part of creating, which is systemic 
runaway inflation, inflation that is in no way transitory, inflation that is deeply embedded in the American economy and, in fact, in the global economy. But we, and we uh, unfortunately went through this problem first. We were the leader in the wrong sense, the leader to the downside here. And what I mean is when short-term interest rates are getting higher than long-term interest rates, that is an inverted yield curve. You can think of it this way. To loan money to somebody for a few months is not terribly risky if you believe they're in a good financial condition. But to loan money to somebody for 20 years, when you have no idea what will happen to them or to a business over the course of 20 years, it's much riskier. So in general, you demand a much higher interest rate if you're not going to be paid back for 10 or 20 years versus a few months or one year. Okay, That is a normal yield curve. It's called the curve because it curves upward. That is normal. What is happening right now is the yield curve is pointing downward which is incredibly abnormal. It is not the way interest rates are supposed to function. It means that short-term rates are high. Why? Because central banks who are massively behind the curve are aggressively raising interest rates to, to fight this very pernicious inflation. But then long-term yields are actually trending lower. Why? Because bond investors don't believe in the resilience of the economy. They believe that we are entering a period of slow or no growth and that it will be sustained that we are in a recession and with the risk of entering a depression. That is what the bond market is clearly signaling right now. And if we look at that chart, we, we, this has been the case, by the way, in the United States for many months. And the war room posse has been very, very ahead of the game in this regard because we talked about the dangers of an inverted yield curve here in the U.S. for many, many months. The yield curve here is now deeply, deeply inverted. It's almost 80 bips below zero, which is really historic. Now the global bond market, and that's what's represented in this chart we're showing right there. This is global government bonds, 10-year government bonds, which is equivalent basically to our 10-year treasury, compared to the short end, roughly two-year government bonds on a global basis. And as that chart shows, the global yield curve has just descended to below zero. So the unfortunate reality is this is the wrong kind of American exceptionalism. The situation in America is worse but the rest of the globe is catching down to the United States in terms of an inverted yield curve. This is a very, very foreboding signal for the global economy. But let's be precise on this, too. I don't want to give any excuse to Joe Biden who will try to claim, oh, these are just global forces. No, the United States started this inflationary fire because he declared war on domestic American energy production, because he spent so exorbitantly, more so than any nation, with the, with the exception perhaps of the UK, spent and borrowed so exorbitantly and led the world down this, this terrible path of the economy crashing into a ditch. I would also submit to you that global inflation took off largely because Joe Biden led the world in exacerbating, in a totally unneeded um, escalation, exacerbating what was a regional crisis in Ukraine and turned it into a global conflagration with massive implications for global inflation, part of what has fueled that global yield curve inversion, which is no longer just the, the U.S. yield curve, it's now the global yield curve. And a big part of this, by the way, on the, on the U.S., getting back to our side of things, is that there's a lot of talk and a lot of hope on Wall Street, and I think, frankly, it's a lot of hopium that Wall Street people are smoking right now or trying to promote or propagandize that the Fed is going to, quote, pivot, that the Fed is about to slow down and stop raising short-term interest rates. Well, the Fed is telegraphing exactly the opposite, and we just got very new comments out from St. Louis Fed President Bullard. If we can pull up uh, slide number three where we show his comments. Here's what Bullard had to say. He said, rates are going to stay higher into 23 and 2024, something that really wasn't expected before, at least wasn't telegraphed. He also said markets are, and this is a quote, underpricing risk that the FOMC, which is their interest rate uh, decision committee, the FOMC may be more aggressive. So the reality is the Fed is telling us we are not easing up anytime soon. Now, the Fed has finally realized the massive problem that it had a huge hand in creating it is telegraphing to the world, we are going to continue to be incredibly aggressive at fighting this, hence an even more inverted yield curve here in the United States, dragging down the global yield curve. And Steve, here's the, here's the risks that to me uh, are, are, are really most frightening, quite frankly, particularly with somebody like Joe Biden in the White House and somebody like Janet Yellen at the helm of Treasury. What we have right now is, is a synchronous crash of global economies, China, the US and Europe. And again, not my opinion. Bond markets are telling us this. 
all three major economic centers of the world careening lower at the same time in a business cycle way. We haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen it since China emerged as a global economic power. We don't know exactly what the ramifications of the fallout will be, but I think it's very safe to say that it's going to be incredibly dire. So I think this puts all the more uh, impetus on the incoming GOP House to start attacking inflation here. How do we do that first and foremost? Unleashing American energy. I think that has to be the first job of this incoming U.S. House, has to be securing the border. Kevin McCarthy made great comments on that score. Love what he said about Mayorkas. Let's give credit where it's due. I've not been a fan of McCarthy, but that is fantastic. And I think perhaps he's feeling the heat from the right, from us. Uh, now, in my view, the second order of business, unleashing American energy to fight this pernicious inflation. I want to tie in, um, what is it, uh, Lisa Abramowitz, I think over at Bloomberg, who I think is one of the smartest people around on this topic. She used this concept of fiscal domination, right. that you had these governments and legislatures throughout the world, including the United States, have been passing these massive spending bills with no way to, to, to pay for it. And central banks had come up this concept of easy money. And you had the the former PIMCO guy the other day uh, come out and say that that was the biggest uh, construct about the difference in the world going forward, that all the central banks realized they just could not keep printing this money and funding these massive deficits. I think since COVID hit now, I think we have roughly a herd for take personal, corporate, local governments, everything added up as 300 trillion dollars, some amazing number of uh, of debt. Um this era of fiscal domination can't just continue. And we're seeing, we're going to see this in the lame duck. You're seeing what's happening right now in Europe about this funding of the Ukraine war, the Ukraine's begging for billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars more. The, the era of easy money, the era of just simply avoiding tough decisions by printing money. That, that is essentially what this inverted yield curve is telling us, right? That, that this is over, that, there, that, yes. we, we, that the, the money is now talking and saying, hey, right. this has gone on for long enough, but this is shaky because I don't think I'm going to get paid. I think I risk, I, I look at a massive sovereign debt crisis, whether yes. that's China, whether these nations like Italy and Europe and in the good old United States of America, because that's what we're going to talk about when we get into these very hard conversations about the debt ceiling, Steve Cortez. No, Steve, you're exactly right. And the proof of that is what happened in the UK, right? When Prime Minister Trust was elected and her tenure uh, was about as short as that Pope who people suspect was poisoned um, at 10 Downing Street. And what did she say right away? She said, hey, deficits don't really matter. I mean, she didn't say that overtly, but at least implicitly said deficits don't matter. We're going to massively cut uh, taxes and we're not going to worry about the deficit. There was an immediate and unbelievably harsh bond market revolt and currency revolt against the UK, treated the UK, treated England as if it's an emerging market. It traded for a while like it's some sub-Saharan country or an indebted South American country. England, of all places, our, our mothership, uh, you know, both politically and, 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 and culturally as well as economically. So that is a harsh lesson that deficits suddenly matter. For a long time, there was political consensus in this country that deficits didn't really matter. And we effectively got away with it because of artificially low interest rates for a very sustained period of time. But if you think of the bond market like the bank, Steve, to your point, the bank is now saying, OK, uh, we have lent exorbitant amounts of money to a profligate borrower. And we've done so at extremely low interest rates for a very long time, far too long. And the bank is now saying we demand far higher interest rates because your business model does not work. Your debt is so out of control that we need much higher interest rates to compensate for the risk. And this repricing of bond market risk in the world and these inverted yield curves now globally, not just in the United States, uh, it, it's hard to exaggerate how consequential this is for the world. And it also means bringing it back to politics, bringing it back, for example, I know we're going to talk about the lame duck session. It puts such pressure, proper pressure, uh, upon Republicans to finally have a yep. spine, to finally have some backbone and start defending the prosperity of the United States because it is slipping away uh, in, a, in a material way right now, as proven by bond markets. Okay, short commercial break, we back in a second. What's scary, the last time I heard the phrase repricing of risk in the bond market was Hank Paulson right before the crash. I think it was in August of 2008. You sent chills down my spine, Cortez. Short commercial break. We're going to return on Signal. 
signal about capital markets, not noise. Next in the world. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. what happened if you didn't partake. But back then, anyone who refused to get vaccinated would get ratted out immediately because we knew that person could hurt other people. The commonweal was a, a commonweal. Now we're engaged in a similar struggle with COVID and Eisenhower would be aghast. We have immunocompromised people who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated. That's psychotic. We have companies that have tried hard to get people vaccinated and now backing down. We have governors who want to be president by grandstanding on a foolish state's right issue, the right to get sick and get other people sick. So it's time to admit that we have to go to war against COVID. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. And even then, you need to help in the war effort by staying home until we finally beat this thing. There is no zero COVID. You can't. We No one has immunity to COVID. There's no natural immunity. So if you're with someone who's, it's like, you know, people don't, maybe not old enough, but the measles. Like one kid would come to class with the measles. And then the next day, everybody had the measles. And we don't have anything like that anymore, but that's, you know, COVID's the measles. Okay. Uh, Cortez, you got to explain this one to me. <laughs> At first he's got FEMA camps and he literally right. wants, to, he wants the military to run it. He wants to put you in a camp or you have to go to court. And try to argue your case as conscientious objector, or you're going to be impounded with no career, no money. I mean, when he said this, we played it over and over again for two weeks because it was very serious. Right. Because this guy's so psychotic, right? And now today, he's telling me, and kind of in defense of in the, in the, in the, that it's um, it's the measles. I'm right. confused, sir. P- please enlighten me. Well. Uh, look, trust in media, according to Gallup polling, has never been lower in a survey that goes back 50 years. And for good reason, when you juxtapose those two clips right there, Jim Cramer at first was literally advocating the Chinese solution of the United States military running a compulsory injection campaign where you would be relegated to quarantine if you refused it for some reason, okay? He was literally there. He was with Klaus Schwab, who calls China a model for the rest of the world. And now he wants us to believe, oh, it's just the measles. Now he's obviously much closer to the truth with the second statement, Um, but the complete lack of self-awareness, the lack of of reality, of, of a knowledge that we have videotape that we know what he said, that his credibility is zero, not just on this issue, by the way, on almost every issue. The damage that he has wrought to portfolios around the country uh, is significant. And in this case, uh, if he had any influence, thankfully, it seems like he didn't. The damage he could have wrought upon the lives of citizens in this country um, is just it, it's almost 
hard to fathom that he could possibly have the platform that he has of CNBC, which was a once great network, which used to do real programming and education, used to pull the veil back and allow regular investors to know what Wall Street people knew. Unfortunately, CNBC long ago surrendered to narrative and so did Jim Cramer. He is now a dutiful PR agent for the regime. Uh, the, the regime that tried to pressure and coerce and did successfully pressure and coerce millions of Americans into getting an injection that they did not want and they did not need. And now, rather than any mea culpa, rather than any transparency, any contrition, he comes out and says, oh, it's just the measles. You know, so it's it's just it's patently absurd. But, 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 he, but here's the thing. The, never be taken no, seriously. but they were they were providing air cover at, at one of the most sensitive times of this fight. Yeah. They were providing air cover to cor the corporatists. Because you know, you used to be at CNBC. You know how the corporatists and their and their PR sure. agents bootlick, bootlick the uh, the anchors over there to get on yeah. the show and have a couple of softball questions tossed to them. And and Kramer's got the investment show. Kramer can make your stock run. So if right. Kramer's sitting there saying, "I have your back on crushing your employees that won't get mm -hmm. vaccinated," right? They have to be. Yeah. You know, the, we want the military to run it. He was giving air cover. I can't imagine he won't be named in massive uh, lawsuits that's all to come, right? That's all yeah. going to start in 23 and 24 uh, to, to do this. And now just to, to, oh, it's just like the measles. Right. It's just like the measles. I mean, right. Cortez, no, it's kind yeah, of mind-blowing. Go right. ahead, sir. You, you, you don't get to say, oh, whoops, you know, I got that wrong. No, you, 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 know, you, you don't get that out, okay? Uh, that is not permissible. We're not going to just look away and we're not going to forget what has been done and what is still being done, by the way. This is a current issue. I, I think this is important. OK, people need to realize that today, major companies in America, as a matter of fact, most really large companies in America are still requiring the backs of their employees. Universities in America right now today are still requiring the backs of students, students who are, who are particularly not vulnerable to the dire effects of the CCP virus. So this is still an ongoing issue. And you're exactly right. Jim Cramer, for many, many months, provided absolute cover to those people and those companies, yep. many of whom are advertisers at CNBC. And you don't get to then just come out of nowhere and say, oh, now I've decided it's the measles uh, without any consequences. No, there absolutely have to be consequences. And most of all, by the way, for Dr. Fauci, as we talked about yesterday, Fauci had this really just ridiculous maudlin goodbye exit interview uh, barrage of TV appearances where he lied through his teeth routinely. The incoming GOP House must start a very serious investigation into Fauci and on, on many issues, but particularly the issue of why he is so incessantly and reflexively defensive of the Chinese. What exactly were his connections and incentives to Wuhan, to the virology lab, to the Chinese Communist Party. We need to know all of it. And I personally believe that if we do that investigation in a thorough way, it will end up with Fauci in prison because that's where he belongs for the damage he has done that he has inflicted upon this country, especially upon American children. Natalie Winters right now is working on the Hill newspaper, which is kind of the morning tip sheet one of the morning tip sheets for the administrative state came out, Steve, in their memo. They have a memo they put out every day about how war room and we're overplaying our hand with Fauci, right? That this is going to snap back uh, on us and we're treading, we, we should tread lightly. So we're not backing off Fauci. It, it must happen. It will happen. It needs to happen. And we don't care how many Washington Post and Hill articles come out. That, that is, this is fundamental to the direction of this country, how we got here and where we're going. Fauci and others, Collins, the whole uh, biomedical security industrial complex is going to be put on trial in the in the House. That's all to come. By the way, huge fights. Let's go to this big article, Austin the Hill, about how Kevin McCarthy's the fight for speakership is a specter that's all that that informs everything that's going on in the uh, in in the in the lame duck. As you see it right now, the tough decision, Steve Cortez. Because here's what I keep telling people, including people Trump, the MAGA movement. All of it around Trump, all of it is that there are structural things that are going to happen here in the next five weeks before Nancy Pelosi yes. gets thrown out. They're going to do the try to craft the conversation in the direction of the country 23, 24 and beyond. Steve Cortez.
No, absolutely. And, and I want to implore the Patriots out there to stay stay at the wheel, pay attention, because uh, it is tempting after you've worked so hard for an election, an election in which we didn't do as well as we wanted, but we won the House. Massive victory. OK, huge victory. We have a major lever of power. It's tempting to sort of take the rest of the year off. Right. And just pay attention to friends and family as we head into Christmas time. That is an understandable temptation. But I'm asking you and imploring you, don't do that. Why? because these next few weeks can be incredibly consequential because Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have plans to fundamentally change this country in permanent ways in the coming weeks. And we must pressure the House and, and especially the Senate GOP to stand up against those plans. And let me give you a specific example. There's a lot of examples, but let me start with one that I just wrote about, which is this Gay Marriage Act that might very well pass the U.S. Congress, which really has nothing to do with gay marriage, which is already legal and established precedent throughout the entire United States. What it really is, is an attack upon religious liberty in the United States. And I point out in my article on what I call really indulgences, that big business pays to the left and pays to the establishment and to permanent Washington so that it can engage in, in practices, business practices, that are very harmful to American citizens. They effectively pay indulgences to the left. The latest indulgence re relates to this marriage act, which again, isn't really about marriage. It's about giving a weapon to the federal government to attack religious liberty. And I detail it in the article, specifically the National Association of Manufacturers. Okay, now Steve, right now, as we have, have proven on this show, manufacturing as represented by Manufacturing PMI, Purchasing Managers Index, has fallen into recessionary territory. Manufacturing is in a recession in this country, is in dire straits. The National Association of Manufacturers, a once revered body in Washington, D.C., that has a lot of political capital still in Washington, D.C., rather than addressing the systemic issues uh, that Biden, the, the hurdles that Biden has put in front of manufacturing in this country, what are they focused on? They're focused on this ridiculous campaign of manufacturers for gay marriage. I mean, it's so nonsensical, it almost seems like it's a tagline or it's a, it's a Babylon Bee article. No, it's very real. But why are the manufacturers doing that? It's not necessarily because they care all that much about the issue. It's because they must give their offering. They must pay indulgences to the cathedral, to the left, and support this bill which again, will not change anything regarding marriage because civil gay marriage is already a reality in the entirety of the United States. What this new bill will do if it's passed is provide a very powerful weapon to eventually knock on the rectory door of any church that says marriage is between one man and one woman and, and hold them accountable in civil and criminal ways. Mark my words, this is being planned. By the way, the vote may well be this week, but this is, this is being planned for this lame duck session. And it's one example of many of how the Dems intend to use these coming weeks um, as their last yeah. opportunity before we take the House to fundamentally change America. We have to stop them. Remember, take the House and the 24 cycle for the Senate. You're going to have guys like Tester and Manchin are going to be heaving, too. So they know this is the last time they get a free shot on gold. I understand before we go to break, Loomis, Ernst, Sullivan and Romney are the four that are even gettable on this, uh, Steve Cortez, mm -hmm. into the the mire of politics. Is that your intelligence tell you the same thing? Correct. And and again, here, here's the issue. And here's how where I hope we can sway those squish senators. It's not about gay marriage. It's about religious right. liberty. Right. And if we if we fundamentally get that message across, I hope and believe that we will win them over and stop this. We're going next to Arizona. We're going to come back. Cortez and I are going to do more economics. We're going to Arizona, the great Charlie Kirk. This is a state that is the railhead about democracy in this country. And it is a range war out here, metaphorically. Charlie Kirk from A Real America's Voice, Turning Point USA, joins us next. Friends, if the current diesel fuel crisis gets any worse, truckers might not be able to deliver enough food to grocery stores in the coming months. Are you ready for that? It's a real threat. But here's a very real solution. Right now, you can stock up on emergency food and save a ton of money with this offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off $250 on each three-month emergency food kit. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help families more. This is the lowest price since 2019. So get it while you can. Remember, supply chain breakdowns are still impacting everyday life. 
You must be able to depend upon yourself for survival. So get this food today. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. And you'll save 250 bucks on each three-month emergency food kit you get. Your order ships fast, and it ships free. Don't wait for empty stores. Don't wait for empty shelves. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. We had everything functioning properly. On the 8th, we arrived for our shift at 5.30 a.m. When we started our equipment check, none of the site books would connect to the server. We couldn't even access the time clock to punch in. Hello, I'm Janelle Weaver. I live in Goodyear. Um, I was a pole observer in Tonopah at the Valley Baptist Church on Election Day. I was there at 5.40 in the morning, so I saw the opening procedures, and I left at about 1.40. You're not losing friends because of the way that you handled this election process. You're losing friends because you're evil and corrupt, and you know it, okay? That's why, Again, please. That's why none of you have friends. I can't stand that smirk on your face, and neither can anybody here. Keep doing it. You're showing us exactly who you are, Mr. Gallardo. My name is Raquel Contichessi. I'm a Maricopa County resident. Um, there's a lot to say, but a lot's already been said at the last meeting and this meeting. You have had people personally come up here and testify of their personal experiences um, as a voter, as a poll worker, and as an and poll watcher. I was also an observer, and I can let you know that there were multiple problems going on, just as you've already heard and that you guys are already aware of. Um, I vote aye under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote aye or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they used the democratic process to elect our leaders, our self, form of self-government. And I find that very disheartening. With your vote of four ayes and zero nays, you've approved item 1B. Anything else for the good of the order? We're adjourned. Okay, Charlie Kirk joins us now. Uh, Charlie, we could have gone on for hours with just some incredible testimony from poll workers, poll watchers, poll observers, and just citizens trying to vote. It's one of the most compelling. It reinforced, I think, everybody's belief in pop participatory populism because they laid it down hard yesterday. And, of course, they tried to restrict them to two minutes, uh, et cetera. Uh, give us your uh, assessment of what went on yesterday in Maricopa County and then the two big blockbuster pieces of news, Cochise County, Hey, being sued by uh, being sued by Katie Hobbs, right? Being sued by Katie Hobbs because they refused to certify an uncertifiable election. And you just heard Mojave County. They threatened him with a prison with a felony uh, yep. charges uh, for not approving. How can this And by the way, Pima County, the guy down there that voted against it said, hey, you know, why are they not charging me with a felony? It's it's this is the state right now is out of control, brother. Yeah, it's totally out of control. By the way, I, I'm a little behind on that one news item in Mojave. I was trying to find out who's threatening him with a felony. Are the feds threatening him or the state government threatening him? Steve? I think I think they're I think implying Katie Hobbs and the secretary of state is is threatening him with felonies. This I is mean, consistent. Yavapai, Yavapai, Cochise, they're saying, hey, they're getting threats that if they don't approve this. Really, Maricopa County kind of said it yesterday. We have to approve. This is why Dave Clements, Dave Clements stood up there and go, what are you talking about? You've got you t you tell us it's either yes or no vote. By the fact that you have no means it means you can have the option not to certify this. Yeah, yeah well, it, how do it, you it, tell it, us you have it, to certify? It's compulsory certification. Then then why even show up? Why, why even have the meeting then? It, it, then there's no agency at all. So look, yesterday only confirmed. Um, everything we've been saying for a couple weeks, Steve. And so, look, Real America's Voice audience has been amazing, and they've been kind of on this journey alongside, you know, with all of us. And yesterday, finally, I said, okay, so my math wasn't actually wrong. Because, Steve, you know, you went, I was on this program, and I was modeling this out, and I said, boy, we, we were going precinct by precinct and, you know, going through the exurbs and Wickenburg and Anthem, and we said there should be at least this many hard R Republican votes left, and then all of a sudden, we were seeing some of these ballot drops and just things weren't correlating. And then it made sense. And what made sense yesterday 
is one of the guys that testified, the most bombshell testimony that happened, is he said he was a poll worker, and at 7 p.m., there were 630 people, or it might have been 625, I'm approximating, people still in line, and only 125 of them ended up voting. 125. So that right there is 500 disenfranchised voters, right there. And by the way, that is consistent with what we were hearing throughout the entire day of what was happening in the Valley. And so multiple things happened, Steve. And I've talked to some of these people who have come to our show that said, I'm not, I didn't vote. First time since 1981, I did not vote. So Stephen Richer and Bill Gates are calling us conspiracy theorists, even though we now have people we've connected with the Kerry Lake campaign that have sworn affidavits that they did not vote for the first time in 40 years because of what happened. And so we look at what happened here. Some people said, you know what, I'm busy. Kerry Lake's going to win anyway because the polls show her up 10 points. And what what's the trouble? Or there's a two-hour line in Anthem. There's a one-hour line in Scottsdale. When I went to go vote on election day, it was complete and total bedlam. The poll workers, God bless them, were doing their best. They were working hard. I'm not here to attack them or criticize them. They're former cops and police, you know, former firefighters and teachers. They were trying to figure out these machines. But Maricopa County yesterday then unanimously certified this election. Despite anywhere between, we do not know, 20 to 100,000 people that were disenfranchised minimum, Steve. So my math yesterday, and I know you guys put up my getter post uh, that we could probably put up again here, which is at the very least, in my opinion, there were, I think, 18 to 20 people per hour per voting center in Maricopa County on election day that were suppressed. Yes, that's right. So 200 that people. Per, that would be nothing. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's nothing. Just that's that one nothing. guy told us. It's nothing. On nothing. oath, he told us. 500 people in one hour at the end of the day, Steve, 500 people that did not vote. 200 people per polling center were disenfranchised minimum. There were 223 voting centers across the valley. Uh, Carrie Lake wins 70% of those votes, of which she was winning those types of voters. She then has enough to surpass Katie Hobbs and win the election. Look, I, I was a big believer in, in stopping the certification and going to court. And here's why. If you look at they've got a manual this thick about how you run, you know, they've negotiated the procedures. And what we found out from the very beginning, the last 10 days in the affidavits, and then the live testimony yesterday, that they called, when the system collapsed early in the morning, they just started calling audibles. The audibles alone make sure that you don't have a, this election was not run by the procedures and processes laid out in law in the state of Arizona, full stop. There's absolutely yes. no question about that. And this is why they disenfranchised Mojave because Mojave and Cochise and these pl places did, they've been disenfranchised by Maricopa County. They've been, Mar they've been disenfranchised. That's why this is, and for Katie Hobbs, for her legitimacy, if she would hope to govern in the state has to come forward and, and prove that this thing was done in a legitimate way, which we know can't happen. So Charlie, my question to you is this because they all knew it was going to be game day. Was this malfeat? Was this just poll incompetence from the Fargo uh, Bill Gates, or was this malfeasance, sir, in your mind? It, it could be. I mean, I believe it was a sabotage. I really do, because we have not received any answers as to why these machines passed the test the night before and they failed the day of all across the valley. Why did that happen? And they were so arrogant yesterday, so smug. They didn't address it at all. And, and honestly, I should have just went down there and asked the question myself. But, you know, it was that, that, that's a, that's that's a separate you know issue. The point is that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, unfortunately, is chaired by somebody who was wishing for the defeat of Kerry Lake. He said that on the record. So we know where his heart is at. He says the only way for the Republican Party to be able to get back to where I want it to be is humiliation at the ballot box. Now, Steve, I was broadcasting game day, game day, game day. You, you were too. We were also warning about lines. And I know you had John, the great John Fredericks on, and he was talking about in-person early voting. But basically, the numbers were all there. And if you wanted to defeat Kerry Lake, all of a sudden you saw that there was only one thing that hadn't yet been done, which is 275 to 300,000 strong Republicans in Maricopa County marching into 223 low locations and casting their ballot. That was the only thing that was left to do, right? And that was disrupted. It was disrupted and it was done in a way where all of a sudden in our strongest precincts, 
Anthem, Wickenburg, <clears throat> Surprise, Sun City, Scottsdale, Cape Creek, Fountain Hills. Two-hour wait, three-hour wait. It will never be known the exact number of people that have been disenfranchised. And so, look, the motives aside, we may never know. I personally believe that there's a lot of explaining to do. But let's pretend it was all innocent. Let's pretend that it was just incompetency. So what? It's the same outcome, disenfranchisement and suppression. And so, Steve, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, I think they have to be so dogmatic with kind of, oh, nothing was wrong. Bill Gates comes out and he says this election ran extremely well, is what he said yesterday. Because I'm afraid that if they even give an inch, they might admit that they broke a series of federal laws, civil rights violations, and potential complaints that could put this thing in their own um, in their own judgment out of control. Okay, the, the the AG sent a letter to Maricopa County that they essentially blew off. To me, the AG's got to make a move here. But down in Cochise County, what they're requesting is that Katie Hobbs come down in person and walk them through a presentation about exactly what went on. Mark Elias is representing some group, and he said – Mark Elias representing group said, hey – the only presentation you guys are going to get, you supervisors that voted not to certify, is in a court of law. What's your assessment here? What does Katie Hobbs owe the citizens of this great state, sir? Well, she owes us a lot. I mean, she. Should, <laughs> I mean, I, first and foremost, Katie Hobbs never should have been Secretary of State of an election she was running in. I mean, you know, it's it's like being the referee in your own Super Bowl. I mean, this, and not to mention the fact that she has very tight relationships then as secretary of state with every county supervisor, especially with Pima County. And we could talk about Pima County on end. The malfeasance in Maricopa County did not allow us to offset the just pure corruption and garbage that happened in Pima County. I'll tell you, Steve, the numbers that came out of Pima County make no sense at all. Outrageous. Outrageous. Just no sense, right? The fact that Carrie Lake underperformed Donald Trump by 14 points in certain precincts in Pima County. I, I just I just don't believe it, right? I mean, at all. I, I don't believe that Kerry Lake loses precincts that Donald Trump won in Oro Valley and Dove Mountain, that somehow Donald Trump is more popular. I, I mean, I, I think Trump is popular, but somehow that Trump has more support than a Republican candidate like Kerry Lake, who is unbelievable in those areas. Anyway, the point being is that what does Katie Hobbs owe us? I mean, Katie Hobbs, if she actually wanted to be accepted as a governor of this beautiful state, should then come out and tell us very clearly that all the signatures match, things are verified correctly, there was no chain of custody issues, that people were not disenfranchised. In fact, she's doing the opposite. Charlie, hang on for a second. I just want to keep you briefly on the other side of a commercial break. Uh, Charlie uh, Kirk, we got a big get-together, 17th to the 20th in Metro Phoenix, America Fest. We'll talk about that on the other side. I got Cortez, also my wingman this morning, next in the world. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. 
Okay, Charlie Kirk joins us. Charlie, what's your recommendation of the way forward? Because unless there's a fight here, and I know people said, hey, let's just let this thing be certified because the state law is you got to contest it after that. Um, you're going to lose. And this doesn't even count the people that didn't show up because they're already so disgusted with this process anyway. But you're going to lose another 10 or 20 percent of the voters. You just are. They're going to say, hey, I'm just not going to I'm going to go live my life. I love my country. But you guys carry on. Charlie Kirk. Yeah, I mean, the unfortunate news, Steve, is in Arizona, Republicans had a greater taper from 2020 than Democrats did. I want you to think about that, that more people stayed at home that were Republicans. Now, that's because of these issues, obviously, the the lines and the disenfranchising. But 400,000 people that showed up for Donald Trump or voted for Donald Trump in 2020 uh, did not show up or vote for the midterm election. Now, I believe it's because a lot of people do not trust the system and Maricopa County is not giving them a reason to trust the system. And so we got to fix this. So, look, the way forward, uh, I I think Carrie Lake's going to file a lawsuit soon. We have Carrie Lake on the program uh, in our show, and I think she's going to have some very big news uh, with that. And I think that there needs to be a call for a revote. I'm trying to manage expectations, though. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I think a judge would have to be heroic and would have to see things fairly. Unfortunately, our legal system is just far too often an extension of the media and a, an extension of kind of the entire already pre-existing election apparatus. But the fact that there were tens of thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of people that were disenfranchised from voting uh, statewide, what is the remedy for that, right? And and just kind of saying, you know, tough it out, pal, wait another four years. It's um, it, That's very hard for me to stomach when you look at the damage that Katie Hobbs would do as governor. And then finally is the legislature has to try to do something, but if Katie Hobbs becomes governor, it becomes very difficult. Um, and so I would I would be very personally interested in recalling Bill Gates and Stephen Richer, and we gotta go precinct by precinct and county by county and fix this. I know a lot of people in your audience though, I get the emails too, Steve. Oh, I'm done voting, I'm done fighting. All right, I'm not. I'm 29 years old. I got to build a family and live in this country. And I love this country. So you can go give up, you know, go buy your piece of land in the middle of nowhere. Bannon, War Room, Tucker, Turning Point. We're going to be in the trenches. We're going to keep fighting. I don't have the luxury to give up. This country is too beautiful. It's too important just to throw our hands up in the air and say, oh, I'm done. The bad guys are always going to win. I I hate that. But that's why I think we I I think we have to show them a path forward. That's why I think Arizona right now, this fight has got to be down to the bitter end. This is yes, this was right. so stolen in broad daylight in the smug, condescending uh, smirks of the Republican, the McCain establishment. Let's call it what it is. And remember, McCain got on bended knee, bend, uh, got on his knees and begged Donald Trump to endorse him. One of the many big political endorsement mistakes President Trump made. That might be the biggest. Charlie, tell us we're getting everybody together in Metro Phoenix in mid-December. Tell everybody about this because people can get motivated, jacked up ready to fire off the football for 2023. Tell us about yeah, it. Educated, you know, get, get reinvigorated, get filled. You know, we're going to have a lot of, uh, we, we're going to have a lot of spirit and, um, you know, faith programming as well. It's America Fest, December 17, 18, 19, amfest.com. That's amfest.com. You'll be there, Steve. Tucker will be there. Candace Owens, Greg Gutfeld, Laura Ingram. It's going to be an incredible event. Um, amfest.com, Phoenix, Arizona, December 17, 18, 19, 20. People can use promo code Arizona for a discount. I really encourage you guys to get there, to go there and get your tickets. It's going to be extraordinary. And it's time to get off the couch, you know, go to the event, learn what you can, meet as many people, and then get a game plan for our path forward. Um, I understand some people are very demoralized. I get it. Um, you know, these crooks never should have been able to get away with, with what they did. Uh, but we have to have perseverance and endurance, and we're going to try to chart a path forward. Charlie, and the uh, show follows ours on Real America's Voice. Make sure you check it, the Charlie Kirk Show. Charlie, uh, social media, how do people follow you? Uh, yeah, the easiest way is just to take out the phone and uh, subscribe to the Charlie Kirk Show podcast. They can also follow us on Getter. We deeply appreciate that. Uh, doing three podcasts a day, and then, of course, we follow on Real America's Voice here. And uh, we have Carrie Lake on the program, and we're going to be diving right in to Mojave County, Maricopa County. We're, we're on the case here. We're not going to allow these bad guys to get a, get away with it. And if there's a prayer to say, pray that the lawsuit Carrie Lake is going to file is really sharp and focused and well composed, and that there's a judge that will be willing 
to seek um, some extraordinary remedies here because I think I think over a hundred thousand people were disenfranchised because of the ambush sabotage campaign. No, I think your I think your math is right, and I think it's on the conservative side. Uh, we'll make sure I put that I put it up on Getter yesterday. We'll put it back up. Uh, Charlie, thank, thank you. you so much. Thanks, Steve. Cortez, uh, talk to me about motivation and fight. You're you're right. not going to give up. I understand some people are are, are brutally disappointed uh, sure. about what happened, whether it's losing a congressional seat by 100. Uh, Joe Kent's still fighting. I think he's down to 2,000 votes and trying to cure it. Uh, Kelly Chewbacca, you know, across the board, so many great candidates sure. right on the cusp. Didn't pull it. What, what about motivation here, sir? Steve, the consternation out there, the anguish is totally understandable, but it's not excusable as a strategy, okay? Despair is a sin, it is. Despair is also a terrible political strategy. If you decide to not vote, there is a 100% certainty that your vote does not count. We cannot give up on this country. Why? A, because we love it. B, because there is no alternative. There is no other America. So we must fix it. And by the way, on a practical level, I would say in states that we don't control, and unfortunately, if Hobbs ends up as governor, we won't control Arizona. We also need to change the voting behavior of our people. And we cannot rely on game day the way we have in the past in those states that have terrible voting procedures until we change those processes. And we will change those processes. It just might not be the next cycle in a state like Arizona, unfortunately. But don't despair. Don't despair. Don't give up. And again, also remember, we didn't win as much as we wanted, but we got significant victories that matter. We have leverage in Washington, D.C. We have it via the House of Representatives, and we have it in a lot of state capitals around the country. We need to lean on those state capitals as well. Okay, why don't you hang on? I want to talk about some of that leverage. I can keep you. We're going to take a 90-second break. Uh, we've got uh, Ed Dow, Dr. Thayer, Steve Cortez, all of it. Take a short commercial break. Back in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com. Go there today. 
You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.